Welcome to the Love Your Life Project, a gentle guide to living a wholehearted, meaningful life. In these trying times, listen to stories, poems, musings, mystical wisdom to inspire you and to bring a little more light to your day. I'm Anna Ramana. It's always hard to think about the end, to sum up what happened from beginning to now, what you did, who you became and unbecame, how far you went to the edge of grief, how love always brought you back, how you left or stayed, how you grew and bloomed, how you fought so hard to stay the same. It's hard to think about the end. So my friends, welcome to today's episode. And these are some lines I just shared by the poet Hannah Rowe. And they're lines that were written about December, about the ending of the year this past year. And it feels that if we're going to in fact, truly embrace a new beginning, a new year, a new phase, a new era. We have to consider the end. We have to consider what we're ready to let go of, what we're willing to relinquish in order to move more freely into the vast potential of the new year and really of the new moment. We are always becoming This world is in a constant state of change. We live in a realm of duality, of up and down, in and out, good and bad. Everything has its opposite. Change is the only constant. And the person you are now will disappear in the next breath, shape-shifting into a different cellular configuration, into a new moment. And the great things about beginnings is the infinite potential in each new breath that we can start over, we can begin again, we can celebrate almost like a birthday. The poet Caroline Duffy, the wonderful English poet, 
she has a poem about the new year and she talks about dropping the dying year behind her. I drop the dying year behind me like a shawl and let it fall. I drop the dying year behind me like a shawl and let it fall. So the challenging thing is, in order to begin again, like I said, we have to clear the decks. We have to let go. And life is always offering us opportunities to relinquish our hold on things, on people, situations, grudges, you name it. Life or love offers up a vast and varied array of chances to let go. And at the fundamental level, no matter how deeply attached to someone or something we are, we'll be leaving this world empty-handed. Every last piece will go with us. So, casting your gaze back over the past year, over the tapestry of 2023, 12 full-bodied months, what have you released? What have you given back to the mystery? Are all of the relationships you began the year with still intact? And if so, have they remained static or has something shifted, even in the most loving liaisons? And there's no right answer. It's like we're carried on this river. And the less attached we are, the easier it is, I suppose. But it can be really helpful to to take stock, to look at our gains and losses. So what endings have you experienced and how has that shaped your days? Sometimes releasing something, as they say, opens an unexpected new something to replace it. I have to interject here and share a a joke I came across recently. <laughs> it just reminded me of it. Um, I'm sure you read or heard about the plane um, that lost the emergency door when it was mid in midair. And uh, luckily nobody was, was killed or injured. But it was a very scary thing. And so a uh, cartoonist had this illustration of the aeroplane with the gaping hole in it and below it just said when one door closes another opens <laughs> oh it's so stupid but i thought it was quite clever um so anyway even when there are endings you know definitive endings like people we love passing out of their body We often have to sit with the empty space that that loss or release occasions. Sometimes we have to weather the the in-between, the unknowing of what will or if anything will replace it. And these winter months seem to offer a, a kind of invitation to dive deep and to hold the many varied pieces, the questions, if not the answers, The poet Rilke has a a famous line about living the questions. Try to live the questions, he says, not the answers. By leaning into the unknown 
and in the unknown lie some amazing possibilities. It can even feel exciting, if frightening also. And certainties aren't all they're cracked up to be anyway, especially if they're coming from the mind. All all certainties, it seems, they come into question over time. It's like an inevitability. You know, if you look at the world, the one we were born into, the one that has metamorphosed lately into a wild, uncertain dream, sureties, things we considered our entitlement, our foundation, our ground, have been called into question. The American presidency, for instance, democracy, its face is changing to be almost unrecognizable, no matter which side you favor. As I reflected on the past year, I I asked myself if I had one word, perhaps, to sum up the entire 365 days. And actually, it was quite easy to narrow it down to one word. As most of you know, I spent the year healing from a badly broken foot. So I'd summarize my year of 2023 as one of recovery. Recovery. What word would you choose for 2023? And if you can come up with a word or a phrase, can you hold it close to your heart and thank it for carrying you through? If it wasn't a pleasant word or experience, still you could thank it for what it may have taught or untaught you. I'd like to share a a very profound poem by Jane Hirschfield. She wrote it quite a few years ago, and yet it feels as relevant today. She wrote it on a New Year's morning, feeling powerless at the state of the world. So the title is Counting This New Year's Morning. What powers yet remain to me? Counting this new year's morning, what powers yet remain to me? The world asks, as it asks daily, and what can you make, can you do to change my deep, broken, fractured? The world asks, and what can you make, can you do to change my deep, broken, fractured. I count this first day of another year, what remains? I have a mountain, a kitchen, two hands, can admire with two eyes the mountain, actual, recalcitrant, shuffling its pebbles, sheltering foxes and beetles, can make black-eyed peas and collards, can make from last year's late ripening persimmons a pudding, can climb a stepladder, change the bulb in a track light. For four years, I woke each day first to the mountain, then to the question. The feet of the new sufferings followed the feet of the old. The feet of the new sufferings 
followed at the feet of the old, and still they surprised. I brought salt, brought oil to the question, brought sweet tea, brought postcards and stamps. For four years, each day, something. Stone did not become apple. War did not become peace. Yet joy still stays joy. Sequins stay sequins. Words still bespangle, bewilder. Today, I woke without answer. The day answers, unpockets a thought from a friend. Don't despair of this falling world, not yet. Don't despair of this falling world, not yet. Didn't it give you the asking? Oh, this poem always touches me so deeply. You know, the poet recounting the things that she can do, the powers that remain to her, even when it feels impossible to make huge shifts and to change the deep, broken, fractured world. But starting at home, starting with the mountain beyond her window, starting with her own heart and holding the question and bringing these cozy domestic pieces to it, the sweet tea, the salt, the oil. And I love this postcards and stamps. (laughs) And yet things don't change. War does not become peace. And yet I love this joy still stays joy. I think it's important to remember that joy still exists, the potential for joy, for happiness, for love, for connection, for communion, both with ourselves and with the external. So I, I listened to a, a man, uh, I guess he's a, a spiritual teacher, somebody sent me a link, and a phrase he mentioned really stayed with me. He said, We're always trying to fix the mirror, you know, fix the external world, which is really a reflection of our interior. And it's so hard to fix the mirror. Really, the only place we can even have a hope of succeeding in or with is inside ourselves, to start with our own heart, to start with a a loving, open, undefended heart. And open to possibilities for peace and renewal. It's not to turn a blind eye, but to allow ourselves to the goodness that is so available also at this time. And so I'd like to ask you another question as we're embracing this new era we call 2024. What word would you offer to these unfolding minutes, days, weeks of your one and precious life, to quote Mary Oliver. It could be interesting to write that word down or phrase, whatever you may come up with, as your kind of potential for this year or your hope or your intention. 
and perhaps tuck it away somewhere and resurrect it at year's end. See how things fared on December 31st. And so, my dear friends, I would like to leave you with some lines by the Irish mystic poet and philosopher John O'Donoghue. And it's called, For a New Beginning. In out-of-the-way places of the heart, where your thoughts never think to wander, this beginning has been quietly forming, waiting until you were ready to emerge. This beginning has been quietly forming, waiting until you were ready to emerge. For a long time, it has watched your desire, feeling the emptiness growing inside you, noticing how you willed yourself on, still unable to leave what you had outgrown. It watched you play with the seduction of safety, and the grey promises the sameness whispered. It watched you play with the seduction of safety, and the grey promises that sameness whispered. It heard the waves of turmoil rise and relent, wondered would you always live like this. Then the delight when your courage kindled and out you stepped onto new ground, your eyes young again with energy and dream, a path of plenitude opening before you. Though your destination is not yet clear, you can trust the promise of this opening. Unfurl yourself into the grace of beginning that is at one with your life's desire. Awaken your spirit to adventure. Hold nothing back. Learn to find ease in risk. Hold nothing back. Learn to find ease in risk. Soon you will be home in a new rhythm, for your soul senses the world that awaits you. Soon you will be home in a new rhythm for your soul senses the world that awaits you. Hmm. So may we each awaken our spirit to adventure, whatever that may mean to you, however that may transpire. May we learn to find ease in risk and trust the promise of this opening, this opportunity of a new phase, a new era. You know, the poet Brendan Kennelly has a poem about beginning as well, and he ends the poem with these lines, which I've always loved and feel so appropriate here. Though we live in a world that dreams of ending, though we live in a world that dreams of ending, that always seems about to give in, something that will not acknowledge conclusion, insists that we forever begin. Though we live in a world that dreams of ending, that always seems about to give in, 
something that will not acknowledge conclusion, insists that we forever begin.